I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Okay, let's get started. And, and by the way, um, uh, this is the uh, track or path for those who believe in Jesus. The other track is for anyone and everyone. So wherever you feel most comfortable. All right, so what is the greatest truth secret in the history of the world that if you find it, by usually by searching, and you're searching now, I believe, understand it, commit to it fully for life, no matter what. That if you find this thing, this, this beyond rubies or diamonds thing, that it will create and unlock you for your absolute best life, best feelings, best thoughts, most healthy, uh, best actions and behaviors, most meaningful relationships, etc., etc., etc. What is that? Well, um, I hope you're not disappointed because obviously it's love. I mean, what else could it be? Uh, we know that, right? I mean, back to Plato and Socrates and all the great minds, uh, all the songs, you know, the Beatles had it right. All you need is love. And, and all the songs, the poems, the movies, the stories, they're about love, okay? And when you ask people, what do you think is most important in life? Things like that. They'll answer love. They'll get it right. Okay? So, if it's love, but we've known about it being love for hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years, how can it be love? Because it doesn't seem to be working. We're more stressed than ever, more illness and disease than ever. Our lifespan has started to decrease for the first time in decades. We are malfunctioning all over the place. I have a, a friend who's a medical doctor, geneticist, who says that our body and mind are built to perform pretty much without malfunction for 120 to 30 years. Meaning, if we were reaching our potential, most of us would be working to like 110. I mean, pretty full days because we feel good. There's no, no reason not to. And then maybe for the last 8 or 10 years, we retire and travel and stuff like that, but we're living to 120, 130, and predominantly healthy. Well, that's obviously not happening. Uh, a third of our healthy lifespan is being taken away. Alright? So, we are malfunctioning like crazy. And it seems to be more and more all the time because even though we make advances and breakthroughs in the health and medical area, 
the illness and diseases keep increasing every year, De uh, lifespans going down, Pre uh, prescriptions and treatments keep going up every year, even though, I, I mean, we're sicker and sicker. Well, I think everyone understands that we live in a society where the stress is getting amped up constantly. And yes, that's part of it. Absolutely. Uh, how many murders do we see on TV by the time we're 18? It's thousands. And the unconscious doesn't differentiate between it real or imagined. So by the time you're 18, you have memories of witnessing thousands of murders and rapes and all kinds of stuff, okay? Well, those memories cause internal errors like computer viruses, all right? So, and, and then we inherit from our ancestors uh, lots of other errors and each generation's errors gets piled on top and passed all to the next generation, okay? So, we're malfunctioning like crazy and more and more all the time. Well, if love is really this incredible solution and we've known about it all this time, how come it's not working? I think there's two reasons. One is that we do believe that love is most important, but because of our flesh and senses and our environment, we start choosing instant gratification more and more, okay? And we will um, tell a lie for our own self-interest. I had a friend in the FBI for 30 years. I asked him, what's the biggest thing you learned? He said, everyone lies, and it's for two reasons, to get something or get out of something, okay? So we choose instant gratification, Sometimes we tell a little white lie, even though the unconscious doesn't differentiate to a little white lie. It's just a lie, and a stress test is a lie detector test, okay? So we choose instant gratification, and then we get in a bad habit or addiction with that, all right? Um, and then secondly, I think a lot of us, and this is the bigger one, we think we are living love when in fact, we are living a fake love. And that's, that's, what, that's the point here. There's a real love and there's a fake love. And the fake love says all day long, I'm love. But it's not. In fact, it's the opposite. It's self-interest and fear-based. Okay? Um... I first learned this when Hope kicked me out of the house when I was about 28. Uh, about two years into marriage, said she couldn't stand to live with me anymore. Okay, And if you had asked me at that time, do I love Hope, I probably would have laughed because my answer would have been 100%, absolutely, no doubt, proof. I tell her five times a day I love her. I'm kind to her. I don't ever try to hurt her. I try to arrange for things for us to have fun together. I work to help us pay the bills. Well, almost all of those things are also in my self-interest. Okay? 
So you got to be a little bit careful there. Here's what I, what I learned through being separated from hope is that I did not really love hope and, and actually had not even really known what love was. What I was calling love, and it would have been my evidence to prove to you I loved her, was really a business deal. I'll do this if you'll do that. I won't do this if you won't do that. Now, sometimes those are written out. Ours wasn't. Ours was discussed on dates. Some of it went beyond the discussions where I had no reason to think she would do or not do that. But because that's what I want from her, I'm going to assume that. Or, and she would do the same thing toward me. Okay. Um, but it was a business deal. And, and the reason I know it was a business deal is if she didn't do something I was thinking was part of her job, I would experience something in the anger family. Anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness, anxiety. Um, there's probably a hundred different emotions in the anger family. Well, I would experience something of that, okay? And, and then try to get her to do it or make her feel bad for not doing it or try to make sure that she would do it again, all the while she may not have ever even agreed to do it in the first place and doesn't want to do it. I'm trying to get her to do it because that's in my self-interest. That's something that gives me pleasure or takes pain away from me, maybe a chore or something. Okay? So, that's the litmus test. Uh, first of all, Overall, how are you functioning? Do you have positive thoughts, positive feelings, positive emotions, lots of energy for a whole day, don't get sick very often, typically, um, positive beliefs, do good work, don't lie, um, are kind to people, not just pretend kind where you're acting kind, but inside you're cursing. No, 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 no where you don't have to act because inside you're feeling kind and thinking kind. Okay? Is that your experience? If so, then that's the brain mechanism for love, truth, justice, and grace. Alright? On the other hand, if what you're experiencing every day are a lot of negative thoughts, negative emotions, negative feelings, not much energy, um, maybe not following through with projects, not being kind, or being kind but inside feeling like cussing, if that's what you're experiencing, if when something happens that you don't want to happen, you experience something in the anger family, and then just during the normal course of your day, you experience some of the other. Negative thoughts, feelings, emotions, and it's all on a continuum. No one's 100% one way or the other, but if I'm having more than maybe 10-15% negative thoughts and emotions and feelings, and, and by the way, that 10-15% I should be grabbing and not just letting them go their way and do their thing in me, which is negative, okay? If I'm having more than 10 or 15%, something's wrong. 
There's a warning light on my dashboard. If when something happens that I don't want to happen, I experience something in the anger family, something's wrong. There's a light on my dashboard. And what it probably is in both cases is that I'm living fake love instead of real love. And when I say I love you, it's a fake love. Maybe my intention is to really love them, but I just don't ever seem to get there. Okay? Back when um, Hope kicked me out of the house and I'd really thrown everything I believe overboard. Wasn't even sure if there was a God, but if there is, I don't know which God, so I started studying everything. One of the, one of the conclusions I came to is if I could find a credible worldview, higher power, God, whatever, and the pillars of it, in reality, not just saying it, but in reality, were love, truth, justice, because that's one of our all-time biggest things, is fairness, right? Uh, anyone, a preacher, pastor, counselor, a social worker, um, teacher, me uh, medical doctor or medical technician, probably the number one thing all of those people hear from the people they're trying to help is some version of it's not fair. Okay? Justice is one of our primary bedrock. It has to be this way. And, and, and what I call ju true just justice is win-win-win. Okay? Win is me winning. Win-win is me and you winning. Win-win-win is me, you, and everyone concerned living. For instance, you and I may have a business deal between the two of us where we both make tons of money and it's very successful, but the people that bought our product, um, they're the victim because it was a terrible uh, quality thing they bought and they either don't work or they break quickly and, and we're not giving people their money back. And Well, that, that's, not, that's not injustice. That's injustice. For true justice, it has to be win, win, win with no losers. And what I've experienced is that you can almost always find that place, like in a negotiation or, or something like that, but it's hard to get to. You have to be patient and you have to keep at it, but eventually you'll get to that win-win-win place. All right. So I needed it to be those three things. And then the last one, maybe the most important, grace, where... Even if I mess up a thousand times, even if you mess up a thousand times, it's always okay because it's been paid for already. You cannot have cheap grace. Grace, real grace, has to be paid for. That's the justice part. Okay? So, not just a grace. Oh, we're just saying that everyone's forgiven no matter what. No, that won't work, okay? I've talked to so many people who told me that was their worldview, that I just love everyone and I forgive everyone no matter what, okay? And I bet you I've had a hundred instances in working with those 
kind of people who said that sort of thing, where something horrible happened to them, like a, a child killed by a DUI driver, or some terrible disease, or something like that, where when this thing happened to them, no, they were not okay with just forgiving everybody. They wanted justice, okay? So sometimes we think that, okay, just universal grace, no matter what, it won't work. It will not work. It, it, it violates justice, okay? So that's what I was looking for, all right? Was something that had all four of those not just one. And I thought, okay, if I can find some worldview that has all of this in reality, in truth, not just saying it, but really, then man, that, and the reason is because that's how our brain and nervous system, our body, mind, and spirit work correctly. When we do these things or are apart or, or are, um, in community with these things, that stimulates the success response in the brain. And we have everything you would describe as success. Positive thoughts, positive feelings, immune system starts healing everything, uh, loads of energy, I can sleep at the drop of a dime, I can go out and work hard for 10 hours and outwork everybody there. Um, I, I feel positive about things. I'm doing great work, whatever I do. I get promotions. My, you, you know, my relationships are fantastic. I can't imagine. That's what happens when you live here. But for every one of these, there's an opposite. Okay? We talked in the uh, last segment, The Greatest Lie, about self-interest that so many people think that the key to life, the key to success, is self-interest. If I just always stay on self-interest, then I'll make money, I'll have successful relationships, blah, blah, blah. It's the opposite. Self-interest spikes the stress response. I'm sorry. This is the stress response. Self-interest spikes the stress response unless I'm in a life or death emergency. Okay? So, for love, the opposite is fear and self-interest. For truth, falsehood, of course. For justice, injustice. It's not fair. And that can be a not fair in a positive. We're going to forgive this person and restore them and not punish them. But wait a minute, this person over here didn't get that, so doing this for them angers this person because it's not fair. Alright? So it has to be universal, available to everyone, both true justice and grace that's been paid for. And over here, injustice, and the opposite of grace is law. And true love would never choose law as the ultimate end result for the object of their love. Now, I'm not talking about discipline. I mean, if, if, uh, if George um, was doing drugs in, when he was a teenager or something and got caught and put in jail for a few days, which never happened, um, uh, just making this up, but if that had happened, the loving 
thing might have been to let him sit in jail a few days, which is discipline. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking primarily about punishment, condemnation, um, that sort of thing. Okay? So, for every one of these, there's a, there's a fake. There's a opposite. That, and where this one stimulates the success program in your being, this one stimulates the failure program in your being. Okay? And, and the crazy thing is that you can say love and there are people all over the place who are living right here and calling it love, just like I did until Hope kicked me out of the house. And they wonder how come I'm getting negative thoughts and feelings and having all these ailments and I'm not really happy, my relationships aren't great, okay? It's because you're being tricked, really. You're the victim. You think you're doing love, but you're really over here. Okay, remember, real love, remember the tenets of real love, okay? It keeps no record of wrongs. It's willing to suffer all pain, all suffering, okay? Um, it's kind. Uh, basically all the time, all right? Now, some people act kind, but they're over here. They're acting kind because of their self-interest. If I act kind, they'll like me, which could do something for me, all right? But it's really self-interest, not that I think anything good about you, necessarily, all right? Now, so, the litmus test on which you are really living, no matter how many times you say love, is number one, what are you generally experiencing in your life? Is it from the success mechanism or is it from the failure mechanism? Positive thoughts, feelings, loads of energy, great relationships, negative thoughts, feelings, beliefs, actions, bad habits, addictions, relationship problems, etc. That's number one. Just in general, where are you where are you every day? And that's kind of on a minus 10 to plus 10 continuum. Okay. Uh, and you can also be in real love about maybe let's say your children, but in fake love with everybody else. Where maybe, you know, I'll never turn on my child. But if my spouse did this or quit doing this or whatever, yeah, I'd be out of here. Okay? Well, so maybe with your child, you're in real love. With your spouse, you're in fake love, even though you tell them five times a day like I did, I love you. But it's not love. It's self-interest. I'm in relationship with you. We've got a business deal as long as you live up to your end. But if you start hurting me or causing me to not get what I want in life, then I'm going to be out of here. Okay, post-it note. I'm not always saying that people should stay together, okay? But even if you separate, you have got to keep loving them. Real love, or it's going to eat you up inside. How do you know? 
when you've really forgiven someone, when you can honestly, truthfully say, I, I 100% accept with no strings attached so-and-so as a person. And you can mean that, feel that, have a place of peace when you say that. That's how you know you've forgiven them. You do not have to be able to say that about what they did. Okay? Those are two different things. All right? Um, You may never forgive the actual wrong that maybe is a horrible thing. Okay? You can do that. I don't advise it, but you can do that and still be in a place of love with them, forgiving them because you're saying, you know what, they did that, but that doesn't mean that that's what they are. I, Alex, have told a lie in my life, but I don't think I'd like to be labeled on my forehead as liar. I stole a candy bar at the 5 and 10 when I was a little kid. I did. But I would not want thief labeled, okay, but wait a minute. They haven't told one lie and stole one thing. They've done a bunch. Well, where's the line? I mean, you're going to say the line's one place. I'm going to say it's something else. The end of that is we've got to give it all up to God. Okay? Judgment is for God and small children, in my opinion. Okay? And and just think about it. They asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Love. And if you do that, you've done it all. John said, you will know them, the followers of Jesus, by their love. Has the world for the last several hundred years known us by... No, they've more like known us for the opposite of that. For our selfishness and meanness. At least in the way I grew up. Okay? There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay? Um, Was Abraham justified by what he did or by what he believed when Paul was trying to explain grace? It was not by what he did. It was by what he believed. Paul goes to Corinth, and they're about to split over all these rules, laws, legalistic issues. Paul basically says, none of this stuff matters. Do what you want. If you want to observe the holy days, do it. If you do not want to eat meat sacrificed to idols... Don't do it. But if you want to, okay, go ahead. It's just meat. God made it. Just because it was in a ritual, it's still God's meat that he made. Now, the one caveat there was don't cause a brother to stumble. But outside of that, it's just meat. So basically, Paul said, none of those things matter. But the one thing that matters, you have to love and accept each other. Okay? So... The first way is just how do you generally feel? Positive, loving, peaceful, lots of energy, you know. Uh, Go back to that uh, list that I had on the TV of the uh, things that come when the success switch is turned on and things that come on when the failure switch is turned on. All right, see, which of those do I feel more of just day in, day out? And then the second one that's probably the better indicator is when something happens that you don't want. Do you experience something in the anger family or do you not? Now, 
not in the anger family is disappointment. And if you're living here, that's normal. Something happens you don't want, you're disappointed. Oh, shucks. But then 15 minutes later, you're okay, you've forgiven, you've, you've uh, prayed, you've, and you're right back over here. All right? And right back here. Okay? That is fine. We're never going to get beyond things being disappointing in this life. But despair, anger, we are not supposed to live there. Okay? No matter what happens. And, and, and the only exception to that is a truly life-or-death situation when our fight-or-flight should be engaged to save our life, and then we switch right back to the success-peace uh, brain state. Okay? So, the greatest truth in the universe that will take you to your absolute best life or close to it and the best experience you can have on this earth is to understand, make a vow-type, lifelong commitment to no matter what. And you can't fool your heart. Your heart knows if you really mean it forever or if you're just going to test the waters, see how it goes. But if I'm not doing better with my results and stuff in about six months, I'm going to go back over here and start manipulating circumstances and focusing on end results and instant gratification. Okay? Love gives up the end results and instant gratification. By the way, I don't consider going to get an ice cream cone instant gratification. Yes, it is gratification, but it's also part of staying in balance. You know, the Bible talks about uh, the uh, devil is going around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and it says, so stay in balance, okay? And uh, an occasional ice cream is in balance. An occasional drink, maybe, is in balance. An occasional vacation is in balance. But it's, it's balance, right? So anytime we go past balance, it's typically instant gratification or it's to get pleasure or numb or get away from pain. Okay, last thing I'm going to say here, and then I'll close it up. Which of these two paths is the path with no pain? Okay? Because pain is the most difficult thing in this world to deal with. Which path is the one with no pain? That path doesn't exist. They both have pain. Love pain can be the most excruciating pain there is. I remember I thought I was prepared for my mom to die. She died 25 years ago of uh, liver cancer. And we knew it was going to happen. We expected it. She had a, a hospital bed in her bedroom, you know, and she was deteriorating every day. Um, and I mean, we had said everything we needed to say, we had prayed together, we had sang together, we had held and cuddled each other. We, I mean, man, I don't know of anything else I could have done to be ready. But when she died, I'd never felt any pain like that in my life. 
Okay, when Hope kicked me out of the house, said she didn't want to live with him with me anymore. I'd never felt any pain like that in my life. Okay, love pain can be the worst pain. All right, because it's so meaningful to us. Okay, um, the the difference is that love pain almost always has meaning where the pain over here very often does not have meaning. It's meaningless. Okay? Um, the greatest pain over here that I've witnessed are people who get at the end of their life, they've pretty much lived here their whole life with maybe one or two love positive things over here, but for the most part they've lived here, whether people knew that or they did it as a as kind of a entirely different person internally they're kind of living two lives but regardless they get to the end of their life they realize it's all been about this and now they're out of time and very often they're just crushed with guilt and regret that's the biggest thing i've seen the biggest pain i've seen over here even bigger than hitting bottom okay which, which is sometimes a good thing. I was living over here and hit bottom when Hope kicked me out of the house. And I'm grateful I did. All right? So, um, anyway, I hope that gives you what you need to understand the difference in real love and fake love and that they really do opposites in our brain, nervous system, body, mind, spirit, Okay, even though we use the same word, love, really for both. One of them really is, one of them's not. Okay, so check out Corinthians 13, see, okay, are, is that how you're living? Okay, love is patient, love is kind, love is not easily angered, love suffers all pain, love never fails, love... Is that the way you're living? I, I mean, not just with your children, with yourself, with your spouse, with people at work. Or do you have a lot of this in there? Okay, well, that's okay. It's normal. But please consider making the commitment and shifting to real love away from fake love, which is really self-interest and fear. Okay? And uh, the next step, the last step, question five, is how do we put all of this stuff together to solve the biggest problem in your life, to get all the heavy burdens and chains holding you back off of you, and now you on track to your best possible life from where you are now, from now on. That's what number five is about, trying to tie all of this up. Okay? Um, so, anyway, before you go to the next one, I'd really encourage you, um, tr really try to be honest with yourself and say, okay, on a minus 10 to plus 10, where am I on real love to fake love? 
and go back and look at that at the uh, slides on what the success response does and the failure response does to see which one of those are you experiencing the most of. And finally, when something happens you don't want, is your response over here, disappointment and then right back, or is your reaction over here, anger, anxiety, and then the things that come from that. And that should tell you. Okay, you can also take my test and it will uh, give you a numerical kind of view of this, which I would recommend because you can track your progress over time. Okay, but the greatest secret, the greatest truth in the history of the world that today, I believe with all my heart, will take you to your absolute best life and the unique life that is only for you is love. Last thing. Um, I'm doing a version of this for anyone and everyone and then a version for believers. This is the believers. Um, if you are not right with God, have a loving relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, there is a limit to how good you can do even if you're over here. You can still live over here, I believe, because love comes from God. Anyone can love whether they believe in God or not. Now that love comes from God, but they have free will choice to choose to love or self-interest. They have to have that for love to exist. And the whole point of this is will we choose love or self-interest for the transition to the next life? I believe that's the reason that we're here. But I do believe there's a glass ceiling that's as high as you can go unless you are in right, loving, committed relationship with God through Jesus. And if you are that, then you can go to the highest level, higher than anyone who does not do that. And I believe that's where you really get the beyond imagination. All the fullness of life beyond your imagination comes from the love of Christ that is at work in us. All right. Think about it. Pray about it. See you next time for how do you solve your biggest problem? The last one of this series, question number five. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day.